Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 26th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. One new video up this week, but uh, nothing particularly um, earth-shattering. It is Io Shirai versus Casey Catanzaro from this week's episode of NXT. The problem with this match is it's too short. It's like 30 seconds long. And then Candice LeRae uh, attacks Io. All right, so uh, the idea is, so it's more angle uh, than match. And I, I think the match, I would have liked the match to be longer. Kind of looks like they were having a bit of a time crunch with the tapings. And they may have added it at the last minute. So they didn't really give it much time. But uh, the main thing about this is you do get to see Io's uh, new entrance and her music and uh, her uh, her look and everything and it's much different than what she was before but she's still Io Shirai right but I, I would just like to see uh, her in a longer match obviously okay so uh, that's up on the blog and you can check that out like I said it's not very long okay now uh, tomorrow night we have UFC 240 uh, at the Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta. So they're in Canada. So uh, there's three women's fights on this show. So uh, the main one, of course, is Chris Cyborg versus Felicia Spencer at Featherweight. And, it, you know, the, the main, the number one thing to remember about this fight is, is the last fight on Chris Cyborg's UFC contract. And I think at this point, I think she's leaving, regardless of what happens. If you've been paying attention, you'll notice that Dana White has been, you know, throwing a few barbs her way. And she said, oh, you want to, she says that she's afraid to fight Amanda Nunez and blah, 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 blah. And it's mostly nonsense. But the point is, he's trying to get under her skin so that maybe, you know, she's open to signing a new contract. But I just think she wants too much money. Okay. The... Mystique is gone. And I know there's still some fans out there who don't want to accept that. But she got her head handed to her by Amanda Nunez. And the only way she can address that is a rematch and actually win. But I don't think she can beat Amanda. And in fact, I don't think she can beat a real featherweight. She, let me ask you a question. Answer this to yourself. When was the last time Chris Cyborg beat a real featherweight, huh? Every opponent up until Amanda Nunez was a bantamweight, all right? The last, and I actually think the last time she beat a featherweight was um, Marlouz Kunin in Invicta. And Marlouz, at that point, was in her, on her last legs of her career, okay? She eventually, uh, not long after that, she went to Bellator and then she retired. Felicia is a real featherweight, and not only that, she has skills that I think she can actually beat Chris Cyborg, especially regarding her submission skills. Look, let's say Felicia does what she did against Megan Anderson and takes her down uh, right at the start of the fight. I'm not going to tell you that Felicia can strike with Chris Cyborg. I don't think she can. But if she, you know, I mean, if she, she hasn't been 
saying much about what her strategy should be is going to be this week. But I have a feeling we're talking about taking Chris down and then going for a submission of some sort. And she's really good at it. She's undefeated. I mean, you know. And listen, she's probably the best featherweight around outside Chris Cyborg. As for Chris, I think she's going to Bellator. She's, you know, there are hints. You know, that's an old story of the grass is always greener on the other side, but is it really? Okay. The only thing that's good for her going over there is she likes Scott Coker. Okay. Other than that, the division isn't any better. You know, did you see that championship fight last week? Julia Budd defending against some Israeli fighter? Holy mackerel. <laughs> she, she was awful. I mean, come on. So that's the real problem. The real problem is, in general terms, the featherweight division, whether you're talking about the UFC, whether you're talking about Bellator, whether you're talking about Invicta, whether you're talking about anywhere else, they're not any good. All right? So that's what you have to remember. I mean, other than a couple, like Felicia and Chris, and maybe a couple of others, but those are the two main ones. I mean, Amanda's not even a featherweight anymore. She's a bantamweight, but she can fight at featherweight. Oh, Macy Chason, okay? She can fight in both classes either. But uh, Chris and Felicia, their bantamweight's not really an option for them, okay? So, I mean, listen, I just think that uh, Felicia has a much better chance of winning this fight than people will give her credit for, okay? They don't know enough about her yet, all right? She looked, good in, she looked good in her last fight, though. All right, we have two other fights. One is on the prelims. I believe it's uh, headlining the prelims at uh, uh, Flyweight. It is Alexis Davis versus Viviani Araujo. And uh, Alexis is a veteran fighter from Port Colborne, Ontario, which is near Niagara Falls. Um, you know, she's been around for a long time, all right? And she's fought at uh, featherweight, she's fought at bantamweight, she's fought at flyweight. Since she's come back from her pregnancy, she just hasn't looked very good. And she's on a two-fight losing streak now. So, you know, uh, I don't know if she's not the same fighter or she was never that good in the first place. That's more likely, okay? Uh, basically, she was uh, ranked uh, higher than she should have been because, you know... At one time, she was, really, she was pretty good, and now she's not so good, all right? Now, Viviani is from Brazil, and uh, she made her UFC debut a few months ago in, uh, down in Brazil, and she looked great. Now, she was fighting, uh, who was it, Talita Bernardo? And Talita is an awful fighter, so uh, let's take that into consideration. However, Viviani uh, is a former uh, Pancrase champion. And uh, she, uh, uh, when she was fighting at uh, strawweight, she beat Emmy Fujino. So for me, I would say Emmy Fujino, as far as competition level, is very similar to Alexis, okay? The only difference is that Emmy is a um, strawweight. But I think Viviani is fairly large for a strawweight, and flyweight is probably more appropriate. Um, but... Uh, Look, if she fights like she did in that fight, she could win. What she has to be careful of is not getting into this 
spell with Alexis Davis where she drops to mediocrity because that's what Alexis Davis has been doing in her recent fights. She, she just, you know, drops. When she fought Catelyn Chukagian, <laughs> she fought like Catelyn Chukagian, and that's why it was a crappy fight. And then she lost, right? Okay, the other uh, fight, which will be, I believe, on the Fight Pass prelims, is also at flyweight. It is Jillian Robertson versus Sarah Frota. Uh, Jillian is also Canadian. She's from Niagara Falls, but she trains at uh, ATT in, um, in Florida with Dean Thomas. Uh, she's trained with him for years. And uh, she's a submission specialist, okay? She's, I think, 3-1 in the UFC. Her one loss was just really stupid on her part. But uh, her other three wins have all pretty much gone the same. She goes for a takedown, and she gets a submission. And she should be able to do that with her opponent. Sarah Frota is from Brazil. She's primarily a striker. Uh, she made her UFC debut uh, in uh, February in Brazil. She... Uh, lost to um, to uh, Lavinia Souza, but her striking's pretty good. Okay, the question is, is her takedown defense any good? Well, we're going to find out because that's what Jillian's going to test, right? Because that's what she does. She uh, she goes for takedowns and she's a submission specialist. Uh, her striking, if she gets into a striking contest with Sarah, she won't win that. Okay, but you know, Dean Thomas is her coach, and she ain't doing that. You know, she's she's gonna go, um, she's gonna go with um, submissions. I guarantee it. Okay, so that's it for tomorrow night. Again, uh, that's uh, uh, from Edmonton. Now, uh, got some new fight announcements, uh, four of them to be exact. So. First of all, uh, these are from the other day. Uh, Rafael Mourinho of Combat reported that Angela Hill versus Estela Nunez has been added to UFC on ESPN Plus 17, September 21, at Arena Ciudad de Mexico in Mexico City. This fight will be at strawweight. Uh, Angela is 33 years old. She trains at Alliance in San Diego. She is 3-5 and five on her second stint in the UFC. You know, I just don't think she's any better now than her first time around. All right. But, you know, the fact that she uh, filled in for her teammate, Jessica Penne, that got her some brownie points. Okay. So this is her fourth fight of the year. So her problem is she's a kickboxer, no power. She has no ground skills. She has personality in her favor, but she needs to win fights. And in her last fight, she replaced Jessica Penne, like I said, uh, on short notice, but she still lost. Now, Estella is new to the UFC, so she's 27 years old. She trains at PRVT, so she's a teammate of Jessica Andraj. And her record is 7-1 and 1-no contest. Now, unlike many of the Brazilian fighters that we have debuting in the UFC, she has international experience. She went 2-1 in one championship with wins over VV May um, and Gina Inyong, and she lost to Angela Lee. And the win over Gina was August 2018. That's the last time she fought. So, you know, she hasn't fought for like over a year. So, I mean, I would suggest that those three fighters are probably better than Angela Hill. So I think it's a tough fight for Angela. Okay. You know, and, uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with her. 
Okay, so in another one, we have uh, man, uh, fight, fighter manager uh, Abraham Kawa announced that his fighter Hannah Goldie will face Miranda Granger at UFC on ESPN 5, August 3 at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. This fight will be at flyweight. Now, Hannah is 27 years old from Tampa, Florida. She is married to former UFC fighter Alex Nicholson. Her record is 5-0. She won her last fight on the June 18th edition of Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. Um, But I thought she played it safe and should have gone for a finish. Uh, So she didn't get a contract, but I'm not particularly surprised to see her here. Okay. I thought she looked okay. I just thought she made a mistake by not going for a finish. Okay. And, you know, because that's what they're looking for on that show. Uh, she's got charisma. She's attractive. You know, she looks like, a, she, looks like she has potential. Uh, Miranda is 27 years old from Everett, Washington. She trains at Charlie's Combat Club. Her record is 6-0. and She won the Cage Force FC Strawweight Championship in May. And I understand she had another fight scheduled. So a lot of times when they're looking for somebody short notice, they're looking for somebody who's already in training. And that is the case, I believe, with, um, with Miranda. Now, the only thing is this will be her flyweight debut. So she's never fought at flyweight. All her fights have been at strawweight. So it makes me wonder if she will drop to strawweight after this fight. So both are coming in on short notice, you know, and they're going to be on the um, fight pass prelims. So, you know, you know, how, look, it's like I always say, fighters do what they have to do to get to the UFC. Okay, and this is a pretty good example of that. Okay. Now, the UFC has added a couple of fights to the uh, upcoming uh, Australian show. It's going to be a big show. And the first one is uh, Nadia Kassam versus Jion Kim has been added to UFC 243 October 5th at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. It's a big soccer stadium, apparently. This fight will be at flyweight. Nadia is 23 years old from Wentworthville, Australia. Her record is, I believe she lives in Melbourne. Her record is 5-1 and 1-1 and one and one in the UFC. Her boyfriend, Ashkan Mokhtarian, also fights for the UFC, and his brother trains them. I don't think she's a UFC-caliber fighter, but, and I always say this, right, the UFC needs Aussie fighters for Aussie shows, and this will be her third appearance on an Aussie show. So she hasn't fought outside of Australia yet. Okay, G is 29 years old from Incheon, South Korea. Her record is 8-2-2, two and two, and she is 2-2 two and two in the UFC. I also don't think she's a UFC-caliber fighter, but, uh, you know, and both her UFC wins were by split decision. So she's kind of a points fighter. I mean, she has actually uh, international experience. Uh, she's fought in Japan. And, in fact, her, her uh, two uh, uh, draws were with... Um, Japanese fighters because a lot of times in Japan the the fights are two rounds and so a draw is much more likely in Japan than anywhere else. So I'm not crazy about either fighter so I'm not expecting much from this fight. Okay. All right. And we have one other fight announced today for that show in Australia. Uh, Megan Anderson posted on Twitter and on Instagram that she will be on UFC 243. October 5 at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. 
She didn't mention her opponent, but soon after, Mike Bone of MMA Junkie reported that she will fight Zara Fern Dos Santos. Who? Don't worry, I've heard of her. <laughs> you might think she's Brazilian. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. That's because of the name. She actually looks Brazilian. <laughs> of course, Megan is from Gold Coast, Australia, but she now trains at UFC fighter James Krause's Glory MMA in Kansas City. Uh, Megan's record is 8-4, and four, and she is a former Invicta featherweight champion. Who isn't? But she has been underwhelming at best in the UFC. She's 1-2, and two, and that one win was a ridiculous fluke when she whiffed on a head kick and cut Cat Zingano's eyelid with her toenail. Now, don't get me wrong. That win was legal, but it was a fluke. I mean, she couldn't do that again if she tried, okay? So, I mean, I look at that as, yes, the win was legal, but it's the old a win is a win thing, and I don't really look at wins that way. I mean, it's not really a win. It doesn't get her anywhere. So if Megan had performed well in her two losses, that would be fine, but she didn't. She looked bad in both of them. So when she was an Invicta, I thought Krauss had helped her improve. Now I'm not so sure. Now Zara, like I said, if you look at her, You'll, and, and look at the name, you'll think she's a Brazilian, but she's not. She's 32 years old from France. Her record is 6-2, and two, and she trains at Olympia Training Center in France. Now, she tried out for Tough 28, and she didn't make the show. Uh, why didn't she make the show? Well, I don't know what her tryout was like, but uh, I'm, I, I would think that her age may have had something to do with it because... Um, uh, they were trying to keep away from older fighters for that show, and with one exception, they kind of succeeded. So uh, it might have had something to do with it. Yeah, okay. She was supposed to fight for Invicta last November, but she pulled out due to visa issues. So Farah's last fight was a win over one-time UFC fighter Isabella Badurik, December 17th, and she's also fought for Bama in England in the past. Uh, Isabella Bedark, by the way, was awful, if, you remember, if I remember correctly. Now, I understand that uh, Farah is a striker, but her defense is iffy. Now, one thing to keep in mind on the, uh, in this particular signing is that with MMA now legal in France, that's a good reason to sign her. Okay? When they, there's no question the UFC is going to do a show in Paris next year. Okay? And they're going to need French fighters for that show. And she's one of them. I said, well, look, neither fighter would get in the UFC in, in, in any other weight class, but featherweight is awful, and that won't change. Megan really needs a non-fluke win. Okay, that's it for today. Be back Sunday with the uh, uh, three, three UFC fights. Uh, don't forget to check out the video on my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you Sunday.